Welcome, Bankless Nation, to this very special episode where we cover, it's gonna be a two-part series. This is gonna be our first ever two-part series. We're talking to the Nounders of the Nounsdow. In the second episode, we will talk to the Nouners of the Nounsdow. If you haven't guessed, the Nounders are the founders of the Nounsdow. So in this particular episode, we're talking to three of them. Uh, we got 4156, Punk4156, who I now think just goes by 4156. Also, Vape Ape and Seneca. And so these are three Nounders uh, of the Nounsdow project. And the Nounsdow project has, has taken the crypto ecosystem by storm. And as to why it's taken the crypto ecosystem by storm is an interesting question, one that we will unpack in this episode. Because is Nouns an NFT project? Is Nouns a DAO? Is it a, a DeFi app? Yes to all of these things. So we're going to explore what about the Nouns project has captured just the love, beloved attention of so much in the crypto space and how it's... Uh, perhaps brought something new to the table as to something that can be copied and pasted and brought forward into the future as a primitive for so many different things to unpack. Uh, and so I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. We're going to talk to these three founders in just a quick sec. But before we do, we got to talk to our friends over at Forta. And as we all know, DeFi is risky. We say this every single time on the podcast. Uh, and Forta offers real-time security and operational monitoring or whatever value that you have in the crypto world, whether you're a DeFi app, you're an NFT project, or you've got governance contracts, or you're a bridge. Forta is a real-time monitoring network. And so, uh, you know those little uh, those games, uh, the, there's an asteroid game back in the 80s or 90s, and you'd had to shoot down the asteroids before they hit the Earth? That's like Forta and your incoming malicious transactions trying to rob you or your DeFi projects of their treasury. It'll monitor some shady shenanigans going along in the mempool, and it will destroy those incoming transactions to the best of its ability before those transactions come and mess up your day. Uh, and so you can check this out. There's a link in the show notes, bankless.cc slash Forda. Top protocols like Maker, Lido, Compound, Balancer, DYDX, all are leveraging Forda to make Web3 a better and safer space for us all. Uh, so you can check them out also at Forta.org. All right. And so as we, before we go into the show, I just want to talk a little bit more about, uh, one moment, uh, a little bit about the show format. So I do these show formats every now and then. Uh, we call them either alpha leaks or panels and AMAs. Basically, if you are a part of a community, part of an organization, and you think that the bull case for that org needs to be presented on Bankless, you got to let me know. And here's what you got to do. You got to grab up to three members of your community, maybe just one, maybe just two, maybe just three, no more than three though. Uh, who can articulate the bull case for your, for your project, for your, whatever you're working on. You got to slap it, an agenda together and let me know. Uh, and so I know for a fact the, the Rocket Pool team has do, is doing this right now. They've got a thread in their DAO about their, their bull case for Rocket Pool agenda on Bankless. We've done this a few times before with the Treasure DAO community. If you've got a bull case for your project, your DAO, your community, or whatever, and you think that it needs to be told, you got to get find up to three people, produce an agenda together, you send it my way, and we'll get that story told. Uh, and so today, we're telling the story of the Nounders, uh, the Nouns DAO with the Nounders. Uh, this is, like I said, a two-part series. Uh, there is the Nouners, the community members of the Nouns DAO. Then they are coming on the show on Wednesday. Uh, this is our first ever two-part series, just because there's so much to unpack here in the Nouns organization. So let's go ahead and get that started with unpacking this story of Nouns from the Nounders side of things. So we will be right back with three of the members of the Nounders side of the Nouns DAO right after we get to some of these fantastic sponsors that make the show possible. 
Rocketpool is your decentralized Ethereum staking protocol. You can stake your ETH in Rocketpool and get our ETH in return, allowing you to stake your ETH and use it in DeFi at the same time. You can get 4% on your ETH by staking it with Rocketpool, but you can get even more by running a node. Rocketpool is the only staking provider that allows anyone to permissionlessly join their network of validating Ethereum nodes. Setting up your Rocketpool node is easier than running a node solo, and you only need 16 ETH to get started. You get an extra 15% staking commission on the pooled ETH that uses your node to stake. You also get RPL token rewards on top. So if you're bullish e-staking, you can boost your yield by adding your node to the decentralized Rocket Pool network, which currently has over 1,000 independent node operators. It's yield farming, but with Ethereum nodes. You can get started at rocketpool.net, and you can also join the Rocket Pool community in their Discord. You can find me hanging out there sometimes in the chat, so I'll see you there. Arbitrum is an Ethereum layer two scaling solution that is going to completely change how we use DeFi and NFTs. Some of the coolest new NFT collections have chosen Arbitrum as their home, while DeFi protocols continue to see increased liquidity and usage. You can now bridge straight into Arbitrum from more than 10 different exchanges, including Binance, FTX, Huobi, and Crypto.com. Once on Arbitrum, you'll enjoy fast transactions with cheap fees, allowing you to explore new frontiers of the crypto universe. New to Arbitrum, for a limited time, you can get Arbitrum NFTs designed by the famous artists Ratwell and Sugoi for joining the Arbitrum Odyssey. The Odyssey is an eight-week-long event where you complete on-chain activities and receive a free NFT as a reward. Find out more by visiting the Discord at discord.gg Arbitrum. You can also bridge your assets to Arbitrum at bridge.arbitrum.io and access all of Arbitrum's apps at portal.arbitrum.one in order to experience DeFi and NFTs the way it was always meant to be, fast, cheap, secure, and friction-free. MakerDAO is the OG DeFi protocol, the first DeFi protocol to ever exist, even before we called it DeFi. MakerDAO produces DAI, the industry's most battle-tested and resilient stablecoin. Using Maker, you don't need to sell your collateral if you need liquidity. Instead, you can spin up a Maker Vault and use your collateral to mint DAI directly. With Maker, the power to mint new money is in your hands. And there's something new in the MakerDAO ecosystem. Every time a new MakerDAO is opened, the owner can claim a POAP, which contributes funds to One Tree Planted, an organization with ongoing global global reforestation efforts, creating a world where digital participation and the health of our environment can live side by side. Soon, Maker will be present on all chains and layer twos, bringing the biggest and best DeFi credit facility to everywhere there is DeFi. So follow Maker on Twitter, at MakerDAO, and learn from the oldest and most resilient DAO in existence. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Nounders. In the top left corner, we have Seneca and his uh, beautiful, cute little noun with head looks like, I don't know what his head looks like. Seneca, what, what is your head? You're talking to a milk carton. A milk carton, <laughs> with a milk carton yeah. head. In the top right corner, we got Vape Ape, which is an ape vaping. Actually, not a real noun. I just discovered this uh, right, before, right before going live. Vape Ape, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And then in the bottom left corner, we got 4156 with a horsey head and a lol shirt. 4156, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Like I, like I alluded to in the intro, uh, the Nouns project has just captured the attention, captivated so many of us for so many different reasons. Like, uh, is it an NFT project? Well, almost certainly, because it definitely comes with a JPEG. Um, but it also is a little bit like a DeFi app in this like auction that goes on every single day. But it's also like a DAO because the NFT is also like a governing share over this org. So we're going to unpack like the full story of this, but we got to start at the beginning. Where did the idea for nouns come from? Like who, who should tell this story? 4156, I'll throw this to you. Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, I mean, nouns was, I guess, to a certain extent, my, my, my brainchild. Um, I had been, uh, you know, I've, I've been in the, the crypto space for, for almost a decade, but, um, you know, I'd been, been spending a lot of time in the, in the CryptoPunks community. 
um, and, and, you know, just generally around the NFT space uh, and had been thinking for a while about, you know, what, what could CryptoPunks 2.0 look like? Um, you know, what, what were, were the sort of like primitives missing from, from that project that, that could make it, you know, more crypto native, um, could, could uh, potentially kind of elevate it so that, so that it could kind of do things beyond mostly just kind of cheerleading the price. Um, and so I, you know, I, I had been chatting with some friends, been writing down different ideas about, you know, what 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 could this look like, um, and then, you know, one one day I just had this kind of like moment of of inspiration where I, I decided that I was going to write everything down, um, tweet it out in in like tw Twitter thread format, um, and just see if anyone wanted to work on it. Um, so the the white paper, if you want to call it that, for for nouns is is the Twitter thread. You can still find it on my Twitter. I can I can send you the link. Um, and, um, yeah, it basically, you know, describes a lot of the, the properties and very high level that nouns has today. Um, and, um, kind of at the end, it says like, you know, do, does anyone want to work on this with me? Um, and of course, uh, Fave Vape and, and, and Seneca are, are two of the people that said yes. I'd actually like to explore the, the CryptoPunk side of things because CryptoPunks have captured, there's a, a significant overlap between nouns and CryptoPunks. And I think, you know, you, you already alluded to a little bit as to why it seems to like the, both projects tried to capture some of this like ethos of, of crypto that well we can't really articulate it the vibe is there right it's just like it's the same vibe it's not it's not the board apes vibe it's a little bit more of a bottom-up community driven project but what, what would you say are the the weaknesses of the CryptoPunks project that led you that motivated you to start thinking about what a CryptoPunks 2.0 could look like yeah sure i mean i i wouldn't necessarily call them weaknesses like the, the way i've always thought about it and i've, I've said this on other other podcasts are that like CryptoPunks are, are sort of like, if you want to use a, a filmmaking analogy, CryptoPunks are like the citizen cane of the medium, right? Like they, they define the form. Um, and so, it, you know, it, it's inevitable that that like when, when you push things to, to a certain extent, when you kind of define the form, there are, are certain things that will be missing just because, you know, by, by way of defining the form, you, you, you've covered, you know, 80% of the interesting ground, but, but maybe there's an additional 20% or, or more that, that hasn't been covered. Um, I mean, for, for me, I think that the two, the two big things were like, one, the, the sort of like lack of, of organizational structure, like l lack of, I guess, DAO, DAO infrastructure is, is how, how the problem was solved. Um, or, or maybe actually three things. So the, 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 the kind of the, the lack of, of organizational infrastructure such that like the punks could kind of on-chain coordinate their activities to do things together. Um, the distribution mechanism. So like, is, is there a way that's, that's kind of like more fair in terms of distribution um, uh, for, for, for the, the kind of building of the community, right? Can that, can that happen over a longer period of time rather than just being a function of like, you know, who, who happened to be online, you know, on, on a Thursday in, in 2017 when, when these were all released and claimed. Um, and then the third thing was just this idea, and I, I guess I was probably most vocal about this, and, and this was one of the, the major motivating factors behind nouns, the, the idea that um, you know that the 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 JPEG, you know the 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 thing that the token is referencing, um, should kind of ha have this symmetry with the token itself, where it, it is as as permissionless and and open as, as the token. So um, effectively putting all of the intellectual property into the public domain and and making it CC zero so that people could use it and build on top of it without worry of of what what might become of the IP. Certainly. And uh, 4156 is actually the name of your punk, not your noun. 
Uh, and so there's still a, still a homage paid to to the CryptoPunks there, and that's also shared by you, uh, Vape Vape. Uh, your your Twitter handle is Punk four four six four. And so Vape, Vape, I'll throw it to you. When you read four one five six tweet thread, what stuck out to you as like ooh neat and and uh, captured your attention? Yeah, I think there was a lot of components around uh, drops that were happening at that time. It's kind of like the ICO era of the NFTs, where there's a lot of 10K PFP drops. And 4156 really laid out, I think, uh, you know, materially different and novel mechanism uh, for both launching, distributing, and governing a, a set of NFTs. And so that was initially, you know, very intriguing to me. Uh, Seneca, what about you? But what about the uh, the tweet thread stuck out to you? Yeah, the the one thing that that really stuck out to me was the infinite aspect of it. The fact that it could go on so long as Ethereum lives on, um, nouns could go on forever, and that that I feel is very unique to to blockchains. Something that couldn't really be done before, and so that that unique property of it really reeled me in and got me thinking in a million different directions. Right. And so, as we've alluded to, there's a number of different things about the Nouns project that has captured so many different people's attentions. I think the distribution mechanism is a primitive that this industry is going to be able to take forward and, and use. And we've already seen this being used by little nouns. Uh, and I bet you there's a number of projects that I'm not familiar with that are using this mechanism. And I'm sure there's hundreds more that have yet to be released that are thinking about using this distribution mechanism. So who, who wants to take how do we define what this distribution mechanism is? Who wants to define the, the, the distribution mechanism for our audience out of you three? I mean, I, I can give it a try. Go for it. Um, we, you know, I, I mean, I think we've, we've sort of like taken it to, taken to calling it a nounish distribution. Nounish. You know, <laughs> whether, what, what, whether it's, you know, used in the context of nouns or outside mm -hmm. of it. But, you know, the, this idea that of, of like a, a continuous auction, I think is, is powerful for a few different reasons. You know, one, I think one is, is um, that it, it's just more funda fundamentally fair, like we alluded to when, when talking about CryptoPunks. You know, the, the, this idea that, you know, crypto history, if you've, if you've been around for a while, is just kind of like littered with, with these, these like very narrow windows of opportunity. Right. Like, were, were you were you here when the Ethereum crowd sale happened? You know, were, were you here when uh, the punks distribution happened? You know, we, we can probably collectively think think of like a dozen of, of these examples. Um, and, and so this idea that that, you know, there could be equal opportunity for participation over this like extraordinarily long window of, of, of time. And, and that equal opportunity would, would create this kind of, um, you know, more, more credible neutrality, more, more fundamental fairness at, at the protocol layer, I think, and ends up being quite important. Um, the, the, the other thing I would say is, is um, that, that, you know, the, the, the nounish distribution mechanism, the, the, the kind of like um, con continuous cadence um, ends up um, be, being important. Um, for, for, for the reason that it, it potentially could create like a perpetual source of funding for an organization, right? Um, th this idea that um, to the extent that, that there is a bid for, for nouns forever, that, that the organization always has this, this uh, oh, perpetual inflation to rely on to fund itself, to organize itself. And of course, you know, we, we've seen kind of uh, in, in the context of like Ethereum versus Bitcoin, this idea that like in inflation is necessary to keep things working. Um, I think is, is this this kind of important idea in crypto. And just to concretely define what this mechanism is, 
one noun per day is minted and sold uh, and in perpetuity forever. And w was there any supply ahead of time or anything other than this mechanism? Or did, it, did the supply of nouns literally start at one and increase serially up from there? Yeah, so the, the, the second tweet in, in the original kind of like white paper thread um, is initial supply of zero. So there, there were no nouns initially. Um, and, and on the first day, one, one noun was created. And what was, what was the price for the first noun, if you can remember? Like, uh, who set that price? How much did that go for? Um, here, we can, we can pull it up. You guys, do you have it off the top of your head, Seneca or Vib? I think it was around 600. 600 ETH? Around there. Ow! What if about I the second correctly. noun? That was a big drop. <laughs> <laughs> that we would have to look up. So yeah, I, I've got it here. Noun one was six, 613 ETH. Uh, and then noun two was... Uh, here, one second. Go ahead. 69.69 ETH. Oh, of course. Of course. course. <laughs> and so th uh, this, is, three, yeah. this is one of the things that has really captured, uh, captivated me is because you know, because there's such a strong supply constraint that it, these prices of these NFTs are off the charts. Uh, I mean, for a 10K PFP project that releases 10,000 all at once, they do like a mint price of, you know, 0 0.03 or like 0.5 if they're really expensive. But nouns are going for like the lowest nouns for a while I saw going at 60 and now they're going at like 100 or so. And it's off of like it's in such an or with a, such a low supply that you like you actually can command such a high price for these things even when it's like so early in the project right uh and i, I thought just like this this model of extremely constrained uh nft release is actually a fantastic pricing mechanism uh because it's commanding prices that all the other nft projects would have dreamed of uh vape Ape, do you have any thoughts on this yeah, I think it's an interesting dynamic where all the demand for the project really gets funneled through this daily auction every day. And so we've seen relatively, you know, compared to other projects, relatively low secondary market movement usually happens after somebody's been outbid several times on the primary auction and they kind of capitulate and then go to OpenSea and will buy, buy a noun there. Um, but this has been a really interesting mechanism for driving demand directly through the, the primary auction. You sort of get this continuous, you know, pricing of the noun as these auctions are happening every day. Um, I think it's acted as a funnel for a lot of the, the community too, to, to come in sort of the front door, look at the primary auction um, and, and try to compete there first before they ever go to secondary to, to try to score a noun that way. You know, there's also, I think there's a couple of other like interesting components related to nouns as, as a meme, right? Where it kind of like benefits from one, this, this idea that there's like a daily event, you know, we, we call it noun o'clock, this, this like daily cadence that happens every day where people want to pay attention uh, to, to the project. And then, you know, the, the other thing that, you know, it, it's a bit more in the weeds, but th this idea that, that um, you know, there's not kind of like explicit trait scarcity in the nouns universe, like all, all nouns are, are in essence, like, equally rare but the thing that is sort of notable in that in that context like the thing that that becomes rare is um the timestamp, right like the date on which the noun was minted you know mm -hmm. is it a christmas noun uh, and then also the id you know how how long have you been around the community how long have you been in the project if each id sort of like to an extent corresponds with with a day um the 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 id like sort of carries this this meaning about about you know time-based participation Interesting, interesting. I mean, we, I was shocked to hear that noun number one went for 600 plus ETH.
But I mean, if this nouns project is actually massive, having noun number one is, is kind of equivalent to a flex, even though noun number one is largely going to be like indistinguishable from noun number, like whatever, because like the properties are so random. It's, it's actually the number one uh, place that's actually kind of the unique thing about that, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, I mean, we've seen lower ID nouns go for a premium as well. So like a, a two-digit noun or a one-digit noun obviously fetches a higher premium than the current primary auction price. Yeah, one, one thing to add there with regards to the daily auction is that it served really well to prevent uh, crazy hype uh, cycles. So because you have the daily uh, inflation, you tend not to see the, you know, the pump and dump uh, mechanics that you see in a fixed supply um, uh, PFP project, which is nice because it, it sort of infiltrates the culture as to focusing on, on other things that are not price related. Right. The emphasis on the daily auction rather than the secondary market uh, removes some of the, uh, the uh, bull market shenanigans that we saw with NFT projects. How much secondary market liquidity is there, though? Uh, and w why would somebody go to the secondary market rather than be patient and wait at the uh, wait for the primary? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, with, with nouns, there is a, a, a real sense of I want to find my forever noun. So given that there's only one daily auction, right, there's only one head that is being auctioned off with through the secondary, you can find the the auction that, that you prefer, right? The one that you actually want to hold. Okay, so, so is it, so I'm, I'm sure some people would love to buy their forever noun off the daily auction and be like, oh, that, this daily auction's mine. But uh, I mean, we, well, you know, full disclosure, me and, me and Ryan have been waiting for like the bankless noun to pop up and it hasn't really have popped up yet. <laughs> and so at some point in time, we're probably going to have to peruse the secondary market to find like somebody with a bank head or something. Uh, and, but uh, I'm sure many, many other people are playing games like this. I'm sure. That is true. The, the, the auction is a, a big, uh, a big party every day as uh, 41 kind of stated um, bidding, winning the audience that surrounds the auction every day is pretty fun. Um, so yeah, there, there's a whole event around the, the auction end, which, which we call nine o'clock. Can we talk about some of the, uh, the properties? Uh, first off, who is, who is the artist behind all of the uh, properties? How are they decided? How is the art decided? Let's lean into like the art and the property side of things. Uh, just who wants to, who wants to tell this side of the story? Yeah, sure. I can, I can tell this side of the story. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, like again, short, shortly after this, tweet thread went out, we, we were kind of a, a assembling the team of, of 10 nounders um, in, in uh, the Discord channel. Um, and it, it was, a, I think it, it was roughly like six kind of tech, technical nounders and, and, and four, um, four kind of art, artistic nounders. So it, there, there was uh, Gremplin, who's a, of course, a very well-known NFT artist, uh, Eboy, who, um, you know, they're, they're effectively like the, the godfather of, of, of pixel art, uh, Timpers, uh, who, who is uh, also a well-known pixel artist. Um, and then I, I worked on, on the artwork, artwork as well, uh, to an extent. So it, it was really like the, the four of us that, that, um, kind of a, a attempted to define the, the nounish, uh, aesthetic. Um, and, and that happened like relatively quickly, um, after we started working on the project. Sorry about that. Um, and, uh, what, what about, uh, just the properties who decided on what properties, how did that happen? 
Um, yeah, I mean, so so I think we knew early on um, that we didn't really want to emphasize kind of tra trait scarcity. So so like really, we just started drawing stuff, um, and and um, I think we we one of the the kind of early decisions was that it, it would be pixel art. Um, and that ended up being kind of very important in terms of uh, storing the nouns actually on, on chain, right? And being able to kind of compress them such that they would fit on chain. Um, and then, you know, we, uh, we, we started trying to draw, you know, these characters with di different kinds of heads. Um, I believe, so like, I, I think the, the initial genesis was um, uh, Gremlin drew this, this like sort of like duck man type character uh, and and it had the eyes like the you know the the very kind of contrasty characteristic eyes that the nouns have, um, and I, I just kind of like took took that image with another prototype I'd made, and I I don't think it was like a a moment of genius or insight or anything. It was just like goofing around. I just drew the gl the glasses around his his eyes, and you know just fired it back into the Discord channel saying, oh hey you know I, I think this looks kind of cute with your eyes and the glasses. Um, and then we all, I think we all just very quickly agreed that that it would be interesting if every single one of them was wearing the glasses and the, the, the glasses could be this kind of like iconic, you know, central meme of, of the project. Um, and again, you know, it, it, it was this, I think like the creation of nouns was was this like pretty special time, both in terms of the, the wider space, but also just in terms of like aggregating 10 like really world-class builders in a Discord channel and, and just like, you know, going off for, for uh, a couple months. And so like almost everything we did happened very, very quickly. You know, I think within about 24 hours, we had, had sort of defined the nounish aesthetic. And then we, we went on Twitter and just started like asking people what, what sort of noun heads they'd like and, and then drawing the noun heads for them. That, that was like the initial uh, genesis of, of like coming up with the different ideas for the heads. And well, I'm, I'm sure you guys didn't have any specific criteria as to like what kind of head you would accept as an idea and what kind of head you would deny as an idea but like overall like what was the vibe like what kind of ideas pass like oh yes we will do that as a head versus like oh no that's a bad idea was there any sort of like social contract about this um i mean you know we i think we we did ultimately like filter and reject cer certain ideas like you know we didn't want to have like a gun like you know there, there, there are certain properties of nounishness that um it, you know, it, it, it's a, a kind of optimism uh, and a kind of like absurdity and silliness. Um, so I think those were our filters. Um, you know, the, we, we ended up with about 235 uh, heads in the collection altogether. And I, I think we cut probably about another 50 or so. So we, we drew 300 heads all, all together, which is, of course, you know, that, that's a lot of artwork. Um, so, so, you know, we, we kind of took to like within the, the Discord channel, all just kind of like listing out nouns and then the artists kind of like picking up on the ones that they, they thought were funny and, and drawing them. So, you know, it would be like a list of like igloo, aardvark, hair, you know, goldfish, and then someone would go and, and draw the aardvark and, and then we'd, we'd iterate on it from there. So what are all the properties of a noun? So you have the shirt, you have the head, you have the color of the glasses, and then the hair. What are all the properties? Yeah, sure. So uh, there, there's a background, so it can be warm gray or cool gray. Which yeah, I actually so, think so is kind of uh, to only yeah, two, go ahead. only two, yeah. And I, I actually think this is like one of the kind of un underappreciated traits of of nouns because if, if you have like this sort of like binary trait, you can do all sorts of fun fun things with it, right? Like someone could could create a game that's like w warm gray versus cool gray, or you know may maybe it's notable when there's like you know seven seven warm grays in a row. That's like seven heads in a row, and, and that's like a form of of scarcity in the collection. Um, so, the, so the background color is can be warm, warm or cool gray. Um, there's a body, 
Um, and, and so, you know, the, the body is, is like the torso with, with the kind of characteristic one arm. Um, there's an accessory, which in most cases is, is just like an overlay on the body. And then some of the more kind of the complicated looking accessories just kind of completely overlay the body. Um, there's the head of course, which is really what, what we define as, as, as the noun. Uh, and then there's, uh, the glasses. So there, there's about, uh, roughly about 20 different, uh, types of glasses. And for, so 4156, you have lol on your shirt. Seneca has pop on, on his shirt, their shirt. Uh, is, are these the accessories or are this, is that something else? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. That's the accessory. Okay. So there's, there's not very many parameters. There's not too many properties out there. Yeah, Five that's right. Components. Yeah. Components. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, how many different shirts are there? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, here, hang on. It's on Nance at WTF. And uh, while you're thinking about that, I'll ask either Seneca or Vape Ape, just like, what, what, what's the, uh, what was the, talk a little bit more about the, like the, the choice behind not really having rarity in the properties. Uh, wh why was that important? Seneca, you want to take yeah, this one? Well, yeah, sure. Um, I, I think it's important because within, you know, pre-nouns, um, the, the focus of a, a lot of PFP communities was always the the trait rarity, right? So it, it in effect you'd have this hierarchy within the the community, and I think one of the the goals within nouns was not to emphasize any sort of hierarchy between one member or the or the next, but rather we're all sort of more or less the same, right? That said, there are rarer heads just because one head can pop up, you know once a year and another can pop up five, seven times a year. But, you know, to, to your question, it's, it's not to build a hierarchy with, within the community. Wait, so are those heads programmed to only show up once a year versus other heads are, are programmed to show up more often? Or is that just a, well, no, that was just a, a, an example of what could happen. So sure. how right. quote unquote rarity is defined, although no noun is particularly rare, there can be rare nouns because randomness, right? So um, not too long ago, we had, I think, three voids, three void heads happen one after the next, mm -hmm. right? And so if, if you think about the, the, the amount of heads that there are, which, correct me if I'm wrong, there's 230-something. Yeah, 234. It's about, right, it's about one a year, more or less, one in, and a little bit more, right? So you'd expect that, but given randomness, you can, uh, you can see multiple heads happen in one year or three in a row, as we saw uh, recently. Right, but it's not, it's never ever programmed rarity. And I really like this, uh, this concept because if, if all properties are not are the same, are treated equivalently, then you have like emergent rarity, right? And so it's more about just like the random uh, serendipity of certain properties coming together, or like you said, like the random serendipity of the days of, of time in a row, or just like rather than like, controlling for rarity and having top-down uh, rarity created by like the organizers, you have like this bottom-up community decided what's rare, uh, which I think is a little bit more true to the ethos of crypto, would you agree? Totally, it's chaotic <laughs> rarity. Chaotic. And, and, and there's something to be said as well by, by the, since the only sort of uh, quote unquote rarity is time, right? If you have noun one, two, three, um, you could think of rarity as well as uh, noun 69 went for a lot higher than now in 68 or 70. 
you can imagine now in 420, <laughs> we'll do something similar. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, chaotic rarity where there's no predefined rarity. It's more all nouns are rare, but then randomness will give us whatever it wants to give us. Yeah, and then just just adding in there. So, so since we use the you know previous block hash as our source of randomness for the the next noun that's minted, really interesting game called FOMO uh, FOMO nouns has popped up where the community actually votes on. Um, so as blocks are ticking by after an auction's finished, um, you can actually see if you were to mint in you know this particular block that's that's about to be uh, mined next you can actually determine what the noun is going to be. And so the community has created this voting game where uh, they get on spaces every day and we play FOMO after the auction ends where you can actually, uh, the community sort of, you know, voting up and down these various potential next nouns. And if there's enough upvotes on the next noun, then uh, a transaction is triggered, the auction settlement happens and the next noun is voted and, and minted on. Um, and so this has created sort of a, a game of aesthetics for the community where there's, you know, the community really wants aesthetic nouns. Uh, aesthetic nouns will drive more demand of the primary auction. And so the DAO started funding these FOMO games um, to sort of create this feedback loop of, of demand and aestheticism, um, which has sort of created this, this new game within the nouns ecosystem as well. And actually, have to, I do have uh, FOMO nouns up on the screen right now. I know you guys can't see it, but the viewers can. That's pretty cool. But uh, <laughs> excuse me, sorry. Um, but also, the JPEG's not necessarily the point, right? Like, I mean, it's it's a fun feature, but is not the centerpiece. Is that a fair take of of the nouns ecosystem? I would say it's the centerpiece. It um, is the centerpiece. I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I think you could, like, there's lots of different ways to think about nouns, but, like, I, I think you can, in some sense, like, think of it like these sort of, like, concentric circles. And and I, I would I would think that in that context, you would probably put, like, the meme, the artwork, the feeling in, in the center. Um, you know, you, you could maybe argue that, like, it's the treasury in the center and it's the meme surrounding the treasury. But, like, I, I, I think, like, I would personally view the treasury as like the means for proliferating the meme rather than the meme as like the way to accrue the treasury. Um, so I, I, I would probably put, put like the, the, the nounish artwork and the nounish feeling in, in the center. In the center, or at least the next closest to the treasury. I think that is a fantastic way to segue into the second part of this conversation, which is like the Dow aspect of nouns, because this is also something that's very, very unique about it. Um, but also 4156, you kind of alluded to it, is like, what is the long-term vision of this whole thing? Like, what is the DAO oriented for? Like, are there success metrics? So we'll talk about all these conversations and more in the second half of the show, right after we get to some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible. There is a brand new staking feature in the Ledger Live app today. We all like staking the assets that we're bullish on, and now you can stake seven different coins inside the Ledger Live app. Cosmos, Polkadot, Tron, Algorand, Tezos, Solana, and of course, Ethereum. With Ledger Live, you can take money from your bank account, 
buy your most bullish crypto asset and stake that asset to its network all inside the Ledger Live app. Through a partnership with Figment, Ledger also lets you choose which validator you want to stake your assets with. And Ledger is running its own validating nodes, offering a convenient way to participate in network validation. And it even comes with slashing insurance. Ledger Live is truly becoming the battle station for the bankless world. So go download Ledger Live. If you have a Ledger already, you probably already have it and get started securely staking your crypto assets. The Brave browser is the user-first browser for the Web3 internet with over 60 million monthly active users. And inside the Brave browser, you'll find the Brave wallet, the secure multi-chain crypto wallet built right into the browser. Web3 is freedom from big tech and Wall Street, more control and better privacy, but there's a weak point in Web3, your crypto wallet. And most crypto wallets are browser extensions, which can easily be spoofed. But the Brave wallet is different. No extensions are required, which gives Brave browser an extra level of security versus other wallets. Brave wallet is your secure passport for the possibilities of Web3. And supports multiple chains, including Ethereum and Solana. You can even buy crypto directly inside the wallet with Ramp. And of course, you can store, send, and swap your crypto assets, manage your NFTs, and connect to other wallets and DeFi apps. So whether you're new to crypto or you're a seasoned pro, it's time to ditch those risky extensions and it's time to switch to the Brave wallet. Download Brave at brave.com bankless and click the wallet icon to get started. The Layer 2 era is upon us. Ethereum's Layer 2 ecosystem is growing every day and we need Layer 2 bridges to be fast and efficient in order to live a Layer 2 life. Across is the fastest, cheapest, and most secure cross-chain bridge. With Across, you don't have to worry about high fees or long wait times. Assets are bridged and available for use almost instantaneously. Across's bridges are powered by UMA's optimistic oracle to securely transfer tokens between Layer 2s and Ethereum. Across's critical ecosystem infrastructure and Across V2 has just launched. Their new version focuses on higher capital efficiency, Layer 2 to Layer 2 transfers, and a brand new chain with Polygon, all while prioritizing high security and low fees. You can be a part of Across's store by joining their Discord and using Across for all of your Layer 2 transferring needs. So go to Across.to to quickly and securely bridge your assets between Ethereum, Optimism, Polygon, Arbitrum, or Boba networks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the second half of the show where we're going to talk about nouns governance. And governance of, over nouns DAO is different than governance of over your particular DeFi app or your particular DAO because it's governance by NFT, not by ERC-20. And so who wants to take the difference between governing an organization by an NFT versus an ERC-20 and why this is perhaps better, question mark, if you do believe it's better? Who wants to take this part of the story? 4156, go for it. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, for context, I, I haven't spent much time at all in in any, like, ERC-20 DAOs. Um, you know, it, it's kind of funny, like, in, in the kind of initial specification for nouns. I, I just, you know, I, I had this idea that a DAO would be cool and kind of dashed off this idea that, you know, oh, there, you know, there should be a DAO attached to, to the NFT collection without necessarily understanding like the gravity of, of, of what that would mean long-term and, and, you know, like all, all of the, the kind of complexity that, that goes with it. But, you know, like the, the high level one noun is one vote, right? One, one NFT is one vote. So in, in essence, you can think that, you know, when, when a noun is being auctioned every day, yes, like there's, you know, there's a JPEG, there's a kind of like meme NFT being auctioned, but also there's like one vote, one membership, one voting membership in this organization that's being auctioned every day. Um, and, you know, to, to, to the extent that, um, I guess, like non-fungible uh, governance tokens kind of produce uh, different outcomes than, than fungible governance tokens, you know, the, the, these are kind of like, the differences um, in, in kind of like behavior of, of nouns DAO voters. But, you know, I, I would say I, like my, my best guess is that um, 
the the effects of the votes being non-fungible are like at, at least at this this point in history like sort of negligible like i i think like a lot of the positive outcomes that we've seen on the dow side of things like related to engagement and things like that are really like much more a function of of like now the nounish meme and the nounish culture uh, and and then also like the slow cadence of of like dow membership growth rather than like being specific to the the idea that that votes are non-fungible Hey, babe, Seneca, do you have any experiences that you want to share about nouns governance and how it's unique? Yeah, I think some other interesting aspects are, are around the, the treasury, like the assets that make up the treasury. So we, you know, our project makes ETH and ETH goes directly in the treasury where a lot of other DAOs have sort of minted their own token and, and the bulk of their treasury is this minted ERC-20 token that, that they've created. Um, and, and they can, you know, do other things to try to convert that into ETH or stables to, to do various DAO operations. Um, and I guess what's interesting about nouns is there's no native mechanism to get nouns into the treasury. So this has been a big topic of conversation of like, how do we get nouns in the treasury? Because some people would prefer to be compensated in nouns for the proposals rather than ETH as well, or some combination of the two. So I think that's been um, another interesting dynamic. And I also think like the proposals are in some sense compared to other DAOs, um, like much less risky, right? So, so when you're talking about a compound or another, you know, pretty heavy hitting DeFi protocol, um, every proposal is under an intense amount of scrutiny because if you set these parameters incorrectly on on a money market or something like that, very bad things can happen. Where we can sort of throw a lot of darts, you know, against the wall here and and try a lot of different experiments and and sort of the um, impact of an individual proposal or individual initiative is probably a lot less than going in and tweaking parameters down the smart contract layer for these various DeFi protocols. Yeah, one, one thing I'd, I'd add there is on the conversation of, of NFTs versus ERC-20s, I think while it, what 41 said is true, the fact that it, it is the nounish culture that allows us to do all these "Quote unquote fun things versus when you compare it to you know changing parameters in a in a finance protocol. There's also um, when you talk about the, the the voting token when you're when you talk about th that NFT, it's not this faceless sort of fungible thing that you have ten thousand of, but rather it's it's a noun. It's a thing with eyes. It's an identity almost, right? And you sort of become that." within the DAO. And I think that plays a role in, in, in how the DAO not necessarily functions, but maybe the engagement in, in how people feel towards government governance and in the community as a whole. Yeah, go, go for it. For oh yeah. I, I was just going to add to that, you know, I, I, that, and that's a great point. Um, I was just going to add to that, that like, if, if you go to nouns.wtf and, and kind of take a look at any specific noun, you can actually see the voting record of that noun. You can see everything that it's done. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's certainly true that, you know, that the, the, the non-fungible nature of, of nouns governance kind of lets the, the NFT sort of have a, a track record of participation. So you, you get both an identity and then, and then also this kind of like persistent track record of, of how that identity behaves. It's, it's interesting to put an identity onto an NFT and that's often like that's a meme in like the NFT space like like you know board apes are an identity for many many people but board apes don't represent like one membership vote in a DAO and so like that is like the unique angle and so I would imagine if you go to like the nouns governance forums 
and like you see a proposal and you see people commenting on that proposal and they all have nouns as their profile picture probably and like you're looking into those nouns as you do governance stuff so like that dynamic i don't think exists anywhere else across across DeFi, especially not with like erc20 token like you when somebody proposes something it's like oh yeah it's that one noun with like the banana head or something they're always voting about this stuff and that's that's unique and i think probably adds a, a little bit more of I mean, a, an engaging governance experience is that is that is that am i on the right track here yeah for sure i th i think it also like an important thing about it is that it's sort of like de-risks the enterprise, right? Like there, there's a sense, I mean, Vape was alluding to this with all of the, the kind of like DeFi projects, like there, there's the sense that like all, all of these things that are built on top of this like very new and experimental tech stack are like so serious and so high stakes and so intense. Um, and, and so like, you know, the, the idea that it's like a banana and a milk carton and, and like a horse, you know, and, and a cotton ball are like collectively, you know, controlling tens of millions of dollars to do governance, like it, it, it somehow kind of uh, makes it feel like a bit more absurd. Uh, and which is, I think, probably like a little bit more closely aligned with the stage of crypto history that we're in. So what would you guys say is the direction of the DAO? Was the nouns DAO established with some sort of like, here's our goal, here's what we want to do? Or has that kind of been left up to the community? Or overall, like, what would you say is like, what would, what would, what's progress defined by, by the nouns? Seneca or Vape, Vape, you want to take this one? Either you two, yeah. Seneca, go for it. Yeah. So I think to a large degree, the, the sort of direction of the DAO and where the treasury is allocated has been left up to the community. That said, I, I do think there's a culture, which is what we call the nounish culture that it's very hard to define, but I think everybody more or less abides by it and, and, and thus votes accordingly. So things that are nounish get, you know, whopping 90% votes, things that are obviously not nounish don't do as well. And so the question then is like, what exactly is nounish, right? And I, I think that's the answer will be a bit different between, between members and and, and people within or outside the community. But I definitely say it's something, it's something along the lines of optimistic, uh, uh, 41 mentioned absurdist, definitely has that, that component, um, trying new things, right? There, there is that culture that, that is being defined, but it's very mushy. It's very meat space. It's, there's no sort of technical around it. But um, yeah, so, and then going back to, to, to your question, I think at, at the very beginning, our focus was optimized for getting anything out, out, of, out the door, right? So fund whatever does uh, proliferate the meme. But I feel that as we've grown and as we continue to grow and evolve, the, the nounish meme, what started as maybe just the glasses and an aesthetic uh, becomes some, something much deeper, right? And so, for example, while initially you could fund, you know, merch with announced glasses, now you, you see more um, trying to fund more, more, um, how do you say it, um, more, more ambitious uh, um, projects, right? Something like public infrastructure, which doesn't necessarily proliferate the glasses per se, but it does proliferate a, a sense, a meaning that goes much beyond uh, the glasses themselves. 
So what would like victory or success look like for Announcer if we like fast forward 5, 10, 15 years into the future and however you define it, Nouns, the Announcer is super successful. What does that look like? Like how, how would we gauge success? I mean, I, I would say one, one of the ways I think about it, and again, this is, this is not, you know, I, I, I think we, we try to avoid saying, you know, th this is the direction that, that the DAO should go. Um, I think like to, to actually have like a truly kind of permissionless DAO, permissionless pool of capital, you know, it's of course up, up to the DAO to, to determine its own direction. And, you know, as, as uh, Seneca was, was kind of describing like that, that will be like a function of, of certain kind of initial conditions, right. Including the meme and, uh, and, and the, the nounish feeling. Um, but, you know, when, when, when I think about like, you know, what, what is the best possible case here? You know, what, like, what, what could this, this become kind of in, in, in the maximum, I, I, I would, I would think about it as like potentially the, the, the governance layer of the metaverse, right? Like the, the idea that, um, maybe the first instance of nouns to, to the extent that, you know, it, we're, we're correct or, or that we've actually like in, invented something substantial, right? The, the first instance of that substantial thing, um, and again, to the extent that, that that thing is kind of like auctioning daily NFTs, like the, the first instance of that substantial thing would have the, the kind of greatest claim on, on sort of like provenance, right? And that, that would make its NFTs the most valuable. Um, and, and, and that would mean that, you know, it, it would kind of accumulate the most capital and it would have the most capital to, to kind of like distribute, you know, what, whatever that capital might be used for, if it's, if it's public goods funding or, or kind of like funding Ethereum infrastructure, et cetera. Um, and, and, you know, the, I think the feedback loop in the long run would be that, you know, the, the, the kind of larger the pool of capital becomes and, and kind of like the more influential the organization becomes, the more kind of valuable or the more kind of critical um, it is to be a, a member of that, that organization. Right. And, and so in, in the long run, you could imagine that at scale, you know, Ethereum has scaled the kind of economic bandwidth of Ethereum has scaled um, the, the, the value of the ETH and the treasury has, has, you know, increased by a couple of orders of magnitude. Um, and, and, you know, there are lots and lots of these kind of nounish DAOs that kind of point back to the original as, as having this kind of like provenance, you know, in, in this scenario, nouns is, is very, very valuable, are, are very valuable. And the organization is very large. And in this context, I think you would probably expect that most individual nouns would not be owned by um, a singular person, um, but they, they would potentially be owned by communities because those communities would want to kind of share the cost of, of ownership. And, and th those communities themselves could, could then um, become organizations, you know, maybe organizations as large as, as nouns is today. Um, you, you could have a single noun, you know, noun, noun 386 or 387 or whatever, um, has a community of, uh, uh, of members and, and kind of engaged members kind of on the order of magnitude of nouns today. And then nouns kind of like the, you know, the, the DAO, the meta organization is, is sort of like, you know, the, the UN of, of all the individual nouns and, and um, all, all of those kind of individual nouns have, have participants and delegates that choose how, how the individual noun votes. So, you know, I, I think it's certainly possible to imagine the organization kind of like scaling up to, to, to look something like this over the next few years. Um, and, and I think that that would probably be like the, the best case scenario we can imagine today for, for the, the future of the project. It's hard to follow that up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we talk about this stuff a lot of times. So, so I, yeah, I think I echo a lot of the, 
the, the narrative there and, and the goal there. And um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, first is, is trying to reach some sort of brand ubiquity within NFT culture, the metaverse culture. Um, that's really kind of the stage we're at now. And then I think 4156 did a good job of laying out, yeah, kind of the, the future vision here. Yeah, like likewise, I, I echo everything that both uh, 41 and Vape said. The, the one thing I, I'd add is with that sort of uh, meta org, I think the one, one thing, one thing I, I focus on a lot is, is what's the, what is that, what do the rails on which that org runs on look like? Right. And that takes a lot of innovation, a lot of building uh, both within the governance layer, for example, on the IP layer, on the funding layer. There's a bunch of uh, things to tackle that I think if we are to be successful, we have to build a lot of this infrastructure for the rest of the organizations to be able to easily uh, build on. I'm wondering of all the uh, proposals that go through Nouns governance, how much of them, like what proportion of them is like promoting the Nouns brand or versus something to do with like the treasury? So for example, like I could see Nouns uh, either like using something like Obal Network or just whatever, just like staking their ETH. Right. And like growing the treasury that way or diversifying their treasury into something else or just like it, it, one, it, one uh, possible future of now in addition to growing the brand is also like growing the treasury via like on chain investments or maybe off chain investments. I don't really know. Is there, is there any like is there any proposals or in like something in the in the culture of nouns to do some of just like direct treasury management and like an actual investment with the, the funds that the nouns have available? Is it or is it more focused on just the brand side of things? Yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah, I see you guys like <laughs> muting and unmuting each other. <laughs> Yeah, sure. So, I mean, um, you know, I, I think again, it, it it is ultimately up up to the DAO to to decide. But um, I, I would I would say there it there there are some kind of incentives to to kind of like stay away from kind of complex you know management of the treasury. You know, one like the the kind of like the the form the form factor of of like doing that is 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 challenging. Um, you know, there, there's all kinds of like added like regulatory complexity and risk in doing it. And then I just think like the, the risk reward um, is probably such that there's just like a lot more leverage in, in kind of um, proliferating the brand, proliferating the meme, kind of funding, funding public goods, making people aware of nouns than there is in like trying to earn, you know, some, some kind of like APY on the treasury. Um, you know, the treasury is denominated in ETH. I think most of us who like deeply understand Ethereum are like extraordinarily bullish um, on, on, you know, the, the, the future of the asset. And to the extent that nouns is, is, you know, treasury is denominated in ETH, our, our, our card is sort of like hitched to something that has a, a very bright future and, and really like, you know, nouns won't, won't necessarily succeed until Ethereum kind of like, like nouns won't succeed at the scale that we think it can until Ethereum kind of like scales its economic bandwidth by a factor of 10 to hundred, which would mean a scaling of the treasury by a factor of 10 to hundred. So in that sense, I think it's just like, you know, a, a kind of a, accumulate the ETH, you know, we stake the ETH, we do some like very basic stuff, but I, in, in my view, there's just so much more upside um, that's possible than, than kind of, you know, uh, some kind of yield on, on, on the treasury. Well, fam, thank you so much for, for joining me. And uh, I know I could keep on talking about nouns with you guys for another hour, but I have the nouners 
coming on the show on Wednesday. So I'm going to talk about their perspectives of Nouns DAO. What should I ask them? I'd love to know what you guys think that I should ask the nouns, the noun holding community uh, about their perspective on things. Do you have any question or question suggestions for me that I should ask them? Yeah, I think there's been a really interesting dialogue around uh, potential failure modes for nouns. And so it's something that we talk about a lot. I think that it'd be interesting to get some broader perspectives on uh, community members because, you know, we're, we're pretty head, heads in, head down, head in the weeds over here. Um, and so talking about a lot of the various failure modes that are uh, possible, I think that's probably an interesting topic to touch on. Well, it, it would be, uh, I think it'd be very interesting to ask them like about about the nounders, you know, I think you know we 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 kind of look at the community and and have things that we want to work on and things that that we think should be prioritized in terms of risks. Um, it'd be interesting to know what what they think we should be spending time on, um, and then also just like you know how how much um, how much involvement, how much direction do they think we we should kind of continue to have in the project? You know, again, we we have kind of like internal discussions and, and ideas about what what is correct but it'd be interesting to hear the the, the noun owner perspective um on on that topic okay anything from you yeah i'd i'd ask them each specifically what's top of mind within nouns and and more importantly why is it is it that not much else i think 41's question will will be an interesting one well, uh, <clears throat> thank you for helping me write my agenda for, for next Wednesday. So I appreciate that. Seneca, Vape Ape, 4156. Is there anything that you guys want to say before we sign off? The, uh, the Nounniversary is uh, on, on August 8th. Um, so that will be one, one year of, of nouns every day. So ha happy Nounniversary. Uh, I'm sure that noun will have a decent premium associated with it. I was... uh, yeah, I'm sure it will. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this show, exploring the noun style. Again, the first ever two-part series that we've done on Bankless. So, Nounders, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Here's, like I said, for everyone watching the stream or watching, or if you're watching the stream, the uh, Nouners will be coming on in about 48 hours. Uh, so it'll be happening on Wednesday. If you're listening to this on the podcast, that means it's Tuesday. So that I'm having the Nouners on tomorrow, the next day, Wednesday. Either way, I will see you there. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Cheers.